Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, it's been quite a week in U.S. politics. Everything from ethics concerns over Ivanka's endorsement of Goya products, uh, Mary Trump's book, and the changing of a campaign manager. Let's bring in Jacob Neheisel, Assistant Professor of Political Science, University of Buffalo, College of Arts and Sciences, and is with us now. Jacob, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. I'm well. Thanks for having me on the program. Let's start, uh, first of all, with uh, the campaign manager, a change in uh, campaign strategy for the president. Why now? What does this say to you? Oh, that's a great question. I, I think it probably says more about Trump than it does anything else. I mean, most campaign managers are, are going to do roughly the, the same thing. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that there are some campaign managers right now firing off an angry email, but the tactics aren't radically different from one shop to the next. And so I think this says more about Trump's um, not liking where he's at and then blaming the people around him for that problem, uh, the problems that he's largely created himself. Any idea what a new campaign manager will tell him? <laughs> I, I really don't see how any competent campaign manager will be telling him any any different, um, unless it's some kind of you know hail mary strategy at this point. Look, it, it's still early. I mean, the, there's there's a lot that that can happen and, and will happen uh, between now and November. But I really think that the the same kinds of things are, are going to be uh, out there. Um, he has to be keeping his base on board the best he can without alienating the the middle and um, you know ensuring that. Uh, his base comes out to, to vote for him and gets a, a fair chunk of those uh, middle-of-the-road voters. Um, and and that's, that's traditionally the pathway to victory. You might be able to thread a needle pulling together a coalition that's only your core base, but that's a really difficult road. Uh, a completely different campaign, I'm guessing, this uh, time out to the first uh, campaign. Uh, he obviously, though, doesn't seem to be changing much. Can he run the same campaign and the same rhetoric and make it work twice? It's not impossible. Uh, look, the, the the people who you know really, really liked him the first time around, uh, they probably haven't uh, deserted him. Of course, some have, and you know, you see the numbers in terms of Republican Party identification slipping nationwide, and in places that, that you keep data on those kinds of things. So I think the party as a whole has a, a bit of a branding issue going forward. Um, you know, that being said, uh, it, there, there still is a constituency out there who seems very resistant to um, updating their preferences about the president. What about his rallies? We know how much he, he loves to draw the crowd and whip them into a frenzy, but obviously uh, where the majority of his support is in the southern United States, they're dealing with uh, outbreaks of COVID-19. How does that factor into all of this and the fact that it appears that those may have to be uh, pulled back a bit? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, those, uh, again, to, to, to rewind a little bit, I was skeptical that that was any indicator of any kind of groundswell of support for President Trump the first time around. Um, but it seemed to, to track with, with what the eventual outcome was. So, um, you know, traditional wisdom is that, you know, a, a hardcore group of people who go to those rallies and are really excited, uh, that's not a reliable indicator of how the election is going to go. Um, and I, I'll say that this time, you know, traditionally they have not been uh, a, a reliable indicator, but there was such a big part of his overall strategy and how he got free media and how he was able to tap into those other things that we think do matter more than, you know, the faithful showing up to an in-person rally. 
that I, I think that it, it puts him in a difficult position. His digital game has always been pretty decent, um, but I think they're probably scrambling right now to, to figure out how to make that work on a very large scale. Uh, we haven't heard an awful lot of uh, from President Trump in the last 24, 48 hours as things really start to spike in the South. Uh, how, how is he going to balance this after saying it was a hoax? Uh, yeah, it's... Um really interesting needle he has to thread now you know look there was that one picture that came out of him you know wearing a mask and, and everyone sort of you know let out some kind of collective cheer uh before they backed off on that saying you know a little bit too late um yeah. several months too late actually but um you know i think he can make a pivot here i think that it is possible for him to do that um and and hopefully he can do so without alienating his base um people are motivated reasoners and and i think that there's a, again a core group of supporters who will say you know, whatever President Trump's doing, that's the right thing. Um, I think that they, they reason that way rather than from the action to the individual. So talk about uh, Ivanka's endorsement of Goya products. Where does this come from? Uh, the president even seen a shot of him at the Oval Office with the product stacked up on his desk. How did we get here? <laughs> well, I, I think it's a, in terms of the long-term picture of American politics, it's a, it's a long road to this point. Um, and, you know, if I can think of a, a systemic view here, this is uh, increasing powers given to the executive and a Congress that is all too willing to, uh, particularly if the, it's their person in the office, uh, let a bunch of stuff go that they otherwise shouldn't have. You know, look, the, the system in American politics was set up such that uh, you would have an interest in your branch of government. And over time, Congress has, you know, ceded so many powers to the executive because it's in their personal best interest to do so that I think we get to a point where we have a president who feels like he can do whatever he wants. Um, he can't. It's a pretty clear ethics violation. But who's there to, to enforce those norms and those rules? And I think that falls on the other branches. So how will Americans, and, and this is probably just another base question, depends on what side of the fence you're on, but, you know, even those in the center, how is the president pushing beans going to resonate with Americans? Well, I, I was thinking about that earlier, and I think it's just an indicator of how polarized we are. Um, you know, there are uh, apps out there that will let you scan a barcode in the grocery store and look to see what the, the corporate office, uh, what their donations look like and the pattern to Republicans and Democrats. You know, I think we're at a point where political consumerism is a thing. And, you know, it's always probably been a thing among a small subset of the electorate. But it's just so easy now to access that information and to make everything political. And uh, I think that uh, there will be, a, again, a subset of the electorate that cheers this. And, you know, when they're faced with the choice of where to get some beans, they go with Goya if they're interested in the, the president's brand and they'll go with some other brand otherwise uh all right let's talk about mary trump's book uh where are we with that we certainly remember all the uh guffawful before it came out which especially from the president um i'm guessing that probably sells more books than detracts from it but but what's been the fallout here um, that's a really interesting question. I mean, I, I have not read it, nor do I necessarily plan to read it, but the little snippets we've been getting out you know, are, are revealing in their own way, but I don't think that they fundamentally change the picture of Trump that we have as a person yeah. and as a personality type. And um, I really think that the, the damage is, is, is probably going to be um, you know, fairly minimal unless you know, some big bombshell rolled out. 
as far as this uh, uh, pandemic progressing, especially through the southern United States, does does Donald Trump have to pivot here? You, you talked about wearing a mask. Has his position position changed on all of and any of this rather? At least outwardly, he, he doesn't seem to be taking it more seriously. He, he does seem to still be pushing on the, you know, we need to open line, or at least his surrogates are. And so I, I think that uh, the, the move appears here to be doubling down, um, even though the, the, um, <laughs> the, the uh, virus does seem to be reaching people who are more likely to be his supporters. What about the reaction to him wearing a, wearing a mask now? How does he justify that, uh, especially at this point? Yeah, I, I think he has a remarkable ability to you know do something and then claim it was consistent with his position all along. And uh, again, a subset of the electorate will believe him. And given some of the sort of journalistic norms, I, I think there's a tendency to to give elected officials that kind of leeway even long after they've, they've probably run out of that kind of good grace or should have. And so, yeah, I think he's, he's probably able to just say it was consistent with his position or say something about the, the CDC or, you know, I'm, I'm keeping with the rules of the institution. And, you know, people will, will, will you know, buy that. And uh, in the 24-hour news cycle, there'll be something else that draws their attention very shortly. What about uh, Trump painting Dr. Fauci as uh, someone who is not credible now, or at least his administration? Um, yeah, I think that's that's more difficult in some ways. I mean, he's um, you know variously seems to like Dr. Fauci when he's saying what he wants him to say, and when he's not, um, doesn't. But you know, there's this sort of anti-authority bent that runs through his his hardcore group of supporters, and. I think in a, in a time when, when expertise, maybe not in general, but certainly among subsets of the population, are is seen as bad or seen as something that's unwarranted, um, I think you can get away with going after officials like Fauci. Jacob Nyheisel has been with us, Assistant Professor of Political Science, University of Buffalo, College of Arts and Sciences. Jacob, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Right, Be well. You too. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.